0: tonight on the how to hobby podcast sean and i continue our deep dive into the world of tools we use every single hobby trip or adventure tonight is no different we're going to be diving into the tools we take with us when we go on the road and into the mountains car camping we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you have any feedback for us please reach out to us directly at our gmail account how to at gmail.com thanks for listening Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby podcast. I'm your host John Power. This is episode 51. Last week we just slid right through episode 50. It was just crazy. But I'm joined once again by the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Bennett tonight. Welcome to the show. How is How's is the coffee,
1: my man? It's really really good (laughs) really really good um yeah i john sent me a absolutely wonderful birthday gift uh i was very surprised (laughs) i actually didn't know it had come in that i think earlier that morning and i didn't know i got home and i just saw this package and i was like wait what what's this package john oh okay Uh, john sent me something and then i opened (laughs) it up (laughs) the classic it the craziest part because the the bags have the vent on them to allow the CO2 to escape after coffee's been roasted. When I opened the box, my room was just enveloped in the smell of coffee because it had been building inside the box. When I opened it up, I was like, <gasps> before I even saw what it was, I knew what it was because I could smell it. Really? Uh, oh, well, that's... it was, Ooh. it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, that's the box great. Kept it in. So when I, when I unleashed it, it was a whirlwind of, of coffee smell. I, I, I love coffee. It's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. So as soon as I smelled it, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> have, have you roasted it yet? Have you tried it out? I have, I have. It's really <laughs> good. good. I actually tried it yesterday morning. Um, I didn't do this morning. I was old faithful. I just needed to, to get it and go. I wasn't focused on the taste. I just needed caffeine. <laughs> get and go. <laughs> I I didn't have time to enjoy it, so I didn't want to burn through. But yeah, it's it's delicious. Oh,
0: I know that. I know that you you get something that you want to savor, mm-hmm. and you don't just want to burn through. That's see, that's why I love good coffee because it's yes. like it's like a special treat. I'll I'll tell you something. There are some people at work. We have good coffee at work. But man, they have been making it strong. I mean, <laughs> like you take a bite, you're like boom. I mean, the hair like goes back. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. And it has been uh like I think Monday, I usually you know, I kind of take a day. Usually Sunday I won't drink coffee. I kind of have a couple days and that's that's part of my my methodology for cuz when I go out in the wilderness listeners I don't want to be addicted to mm-hmm. caffeine because a lot of times in the wilderness, you don't get, you can't get good coffee. And I'm, I'm kind of like, if you're not going to drink good coffee, then why drink it? That's, I do you feel that way, Sean, about things?
1: I do. I, I don't like the idea of being, uh, tied down, tied down. Yeah. I mean, this morning, yes, I drank coffee. Because I needed the caffeine, but it's because I knew I had a long day ahead of me. I needed just a quick hit. It wasn't because I felt like I was going to run into a massive headache. Or I was going to go into caffeine withdrawals. I've seen that with just friends and family, where you're like, oh, you know, they skipped a day of coffee and they've got a headache all day and they're grouchy, and you're like, good lord, just go drink a cup of coffee. So I also <laughs> I don't like the idea of being tied to it because, like you said, or if you're traveling. So if you're 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 out in the back country unless you're specifically bringing tools with you it's a pain in the butt uh unless you're doing instant coffee which is nasty it's terrible (laughs) it's nasty i hate instant coffee why is it so bad i don't know or when you're traveling you know you're staying in a hotel or maybe you're doing a road trip like it's it just sucks to be tied to having to get coffee and it's I enjoy coffee because of coffee. I don't like it for that caffeine. I love the taste of coffee. I love the process of making it, of doing the French press, of of doing the pour over, whatever you're doing. I like coffee for coffee, not coffee just to get a quick hit. So uh, you know I agree. I just sometimes I sometimes skip coffee every day, every other day. Sometimes I'll go a week, maybe I'll just go every other day. I won't have some coffee or I'll just kind of scale them well, will go three or four days. Because again, I don't want to build that dependence on it, but I love coffee. So, uh, yeah, it's finding that fine line.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it can be a really fun process of realizing that there, there's so many things that are great, but making sure that you're keeping that dependency at bay because, and especially when you're talking about, like you mentioned, being out in the back country, Like Mm -hmm. there are certain things that just don't. I I, now I may be alone thinking this, but I personally feel like backcountry coffee is kind of a huge letdown. Like it, it 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 does usually is, it, it feels like it is just scratching that itch. And it's for me, it's like, why bother? Like why bother bringing all this stuff? And you kind of mentioned like, there's a lot of tools involved and it just seems like, you can do it in in your the confines of your own house and it's like super comfortable and nice and it's like a whole process that you really enjoy. But in the backcountry, when you're really trying to get miles or whatever, you don't usually have time to sit around. And now again, maybe in a, the context of what we're going to talk about tonight, when you're car camping, it's a little bit easier to maybe have a process and, and have some time Yep. But when you're backpacking or doing, I want to, again, I've, I've mentioned it listeners, but I'm getting into bike packing. I'm kind of building up my gear list for that. And I'm going to be doing, hopefully doing some of my first stuff this year. So we'll, we'll kind of, we'll see how that comes along, but yeah, it's, it's just something that I think you got to keep tabs on and realize what, what, it, what is the process of how how is it dampening your potential experience cuz once you're once you're good like set in the in the backcountry mindset i find that all the other stuff that i'm thinking about in the regular day life kind of just fades away and kind of yeah. and coffee's kind of one of those like it's like it's great when i'm at work and it's super convenient i just go over and dip <laughs>
1: but, but <laughs> it, it is and it's uh It's funny you say that. I'm actually reading a book right now called The Nature Fix. I think you should really check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, It's a fantastic book on looking at the science behind uh, how there's not just a – desire for humans to be outside there's actually thought and science going into the fact that there is a requirement a need for us to get outside and see plants breathe oxygen and see green it's this wild study ranging from japan all the way to the u.s and and in europe where they're looking at how it affects people um and i'm currently reading it and there's a theory in there that uh within three days if you are in the back country and you are doing a fairly good job of disconnecting from the world, right? Like, you are not on your phone, you're not on Wi Fi, whatever, you're not sitting there, you know, talking to people. Uh, there's this weird phenomenon where they've noticed about 72 hours, once you start, you hit that three day mark, there's this thing where people will start reverting back into the old school way of backcountry living. Um, Where you start to slow down, your attention span starts to stretch. Your ability to sit and actually do nothing for a while tends to expand. It's crazy how quickly – I recommend you read it – how quickly we can come out of our fast-paced city lives and just spending a couple days in the backcountry can kind of reset your evolutionarily – clock um that is that is so great because i felt that and that's
0: exactly what i'm hitting at is Mm -hmm. it seems like i i don't want to be tainted not that coffee's tainting anything but when i'm really out in sort of something that's i don't get to do i want to enjoy that's why i have days every week where i am not on a stimulant because i think it's important also for you to feel and and have your body understand what it's like to n- be unstimulated. I mean, mm-hmm. again, everything in this world is telling you. And am I really being unstimulated? No, because I'm still in the city and I'm still connected. <laughs> I got the you know the phone going off or whatever. But as best as you can. So yeah. I think that's kind of where where we're hinting at. So this is good. Already, phew, already diving in, listeners. This is. This is, I I just thought I was getting Sean a nice birthday gift and
1: now we're all getting all philosophical already. Goodness. You can't, you can't just give a gift with the two of us. Cause everything, everything always connects to somehow we want to get outside. Like everything we do, everything we see is like trying to see how, how can this better me to get outdoors more? Um. I mean, I've been really into birdwatching. I realized there's a hawk's nest at the tree next to my house, and I spent a good portion of today using my binoculars and watching the hawks. Like, just wow. this little thing of convincing myself to step out of what I'm currently doing, pay attention to the outside world, and focus on something else, kind of getting that philosophical. It was, it was fun. I, I think it's just who we are, and I think that makes it so much fun. <laughs> oh, I agree. I also want to say, Sean, I had a really cool experience
0: last week. I got to meet Kathy Warden oh. who is the CEO of Northrop Grumman. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had her come out to Chandler, our our facility out here and she gave we have sort of like a overall town hall and I got to I went up and got to meet her after she she spoke and it was pretty cool. I mean it was it was really interesting because this lady this nice lady is, <laughs> I think, the head of 95,000 employees now is what she said. I mean, it's like, wow. I don't even... Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And you could tell the way she spoke, it was very eloquent, very um, very professional. You know, she knew her lines. But I also had the opportunity to ask a question, and I asked sort of about leadership in, in the forum that we were having. And it was, uh, it was a fun overall experience to, I don't know, just see somebody of that scale. But a de- I, 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 I think, again, also connecting that we're all just human. Mm-hmm. You know, I always kind of have that mindset too is these it's very nice to meet or see somebody who clearly is, you know, ahead of something that's really impressive. But yep. we're all just still human and i don't know for some reason what you were the way you were tying that up really reminded me of every one of us has the potential to get out there do things push yourself and 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 if you have goals you know if you see yourself as somebody who can get out there and you want to reach heights you want to be the head of say 95,000 employees you can do it and and we hope that this podcast inspires you to Go and pursue and stay questioning, you know, the the, the the things that are happening around you in your life. Mm-hmm. So we hope so far in 2023, this has been a great opportunity for you to listen with us. And uh, we appreciate all you listeners. But before we dive into tonight's content, which is going to be, we're going to be talking about the cool, the tools, the cool tools of car camping and before we get into that we're going to dive through our social media real quick we have a we have a website here listeners it's called the howtohobbypodcast.com if you want to learn a little bit more about us where we come from uh, get in touch with us you can definitely do it there that's a great opportunity it's our it's our number one if we had to had to rank all of our social media we really enjoy our website it's something we're proud of We also have a Gmail account. It's the best way to get in touch with us directly. If you want to give us some feedback, uh, you know, along with giving us a five star review, also give us a little, hey, been enjoying the show? You can reach us at howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. And we love to hear inquiries from you as the listeners. If you have, if there's things that we miss throughout the show that you're like, hey, I love this tool that I've been using. Definitely send us a line. We are we want to hear it, and uh, we have a Twitter and Instagram as well. That's at How to Hobby Podcast. You can you can see us there. Those ones are are in the works. We're we're continuing to try and understand Twitter and Instagram better. Sean and I are we're, we're we'll admit we're still novice in those rings, but we could use some tips. So send us a Gmail email, and we'd love to hear your uh, tips for. Twitter and Instagram. All right, listeners, without further ado, we're going to dive into tonight's topic. It's going to be all about the tools we take when we go car camping. It is a fun thing that we get to enjoy on this, on this earth, talking about exploring. And, and I think one of the cool things right off the rip, Sean is everybody has a car, right? So this is something that you can really do. And I, I, I'm even thinking about things. There's so much in my area. I've only been here for a year in in Arizona, East Valley, just outside of Phoenix. And and man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited this year. I have a ton of things that I'm planning for this year just to get my son out there. Me and the wife and kids are going to the Grand Canyon this year. We've got a number of things that we're excited to do, and you really— have to get on it early, listeners. It I'm I'm telling you, the year fly by or flies by. So, I don't know, Sean, what do you think about this idea? I mean, we're we want to talk about our keys to success to start off this segment here before we really dive into that. Physical tools. And so this is kind of the the tools to get you going. You gotta start with the mind. And I think planning and getting your your mindset right about how you're going to tackle the year and fit car camping into it
1: is important. I absolutely agree. I think making it intentional. So like it's, it's really easy to just say, yeah, I want to do more car camping this year. I mean, yes, I want to do more car camping this year, but (laughs) just saying that doesn't really, you know, mean anything. It has to have the intention behind it. The, you know, the intentionality of actually wanting to go out and do it. And that, you know, realizing this is something you want to do, going, hey, oh, I, I do want to do this. And then saying, okay, how do I make it happen? And the most important part, I think, with mindset, like almost all of the things that John and I have talked about in the last 50 episodes, <laughs> you could sit and Google your way into a hole of trying to find all of the things you need, the skills you have to have, the places you have to go, it's so easy to just get sucked into that. And I think the the important part, and the, the thing that John and I are really trying to say with this mindset key to success to make car camping fun is realize you wanna do it and then realize you just need to go do it. We're gonna talk through some of our favorite tools and some tools that we want. And these are things that we've practiced with and we've really worked our way towards. But to be honest, the first time we did this, we didn't have some of the stuff. We just went out and did it. And then you <laughs> had to come home and go, okay, I wish I'd had this. I kind of want to have that. I I bought this. Don't really need it. Return to REI because they have an amazing return policy. That's right. Uh, you, you know, like there's there's that, that mindset of realizing you don't have to have this perfect. You just got to want no. to do it. You got to want to do it a little bit invest a little bit, but you know, we're going to walk through some stuff that to be honest, you don't really need all that much to really go no. out and have a fun trip. Some of the things we have are simple. They're not super expensive and they, they'll make your trip 10 times better. So having the mindset, knowing you want to do it and saying, I don't have to go spend a $5,000 getting all of the tools. I just need a couple of things. Let's go and have a good time.
0: I agree hundred percent. And I think that's kind of the, We want to keep it simple, listeners. We always talk about value. And I think that we're starting with mindset here because in my mind, I'll tell you, I've just started thinking about the trips I'm going to take this year. And I'm already just getting so jazzed in my own mind's eye right now about the things, the goals that I have for the year. And these little things, again, we talked about mindfulness to start off the year. That's that was no coincidence because you can literally take that idea of mindfulness and and put that skill that tool to 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 the test on every single hobby or goal you have for the upcoming year and so with some of my goals and the and the car camping slash i i have another i have a backpacking goal that i also want to do and and these are things that I'm kind of splitting up. There there's some it's it's a seasonal thing a lot of times. So right now we're in the the winter, but in the Southwest where I am, this is one of the few times of the year where you can actually camp on the desert floor without getting burned to a crisp. So mm-hmm. there's there's a very short time frame now where I can do some of the things that I'm not going to be able to do any other time. In well, say three months from now, I'm not going to be able to do it. So I have to get on it now and start thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have some opportunities here in the next two months to do these. Let's set the date. Let's set the calendar and get excited so that I'm then compelled, and I mean it, compelled listeners to get out there and do it. Otherwise, we just end up sitting at home with our Uber Eats and and worrying about inflation and not having eggs, which... <laughs> I mean, I, I I love it. It's just just like uh-huh. everybody else,
1: but uh-huh. <laughs> it's been a struggle.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, the joy that I get out of just having my mind's eye focused on a coming goal, I think not only am I getting joy. Now, hear me out, Sean. This is this is the way I think of it. Not only am I getting joy from the process of planning and and getting a good itinerary together, and and really enjoying it. It makes my daily life better because I know that right around the corner, I'm going to do something for me mm-hmm. compared to just, wow, work is so rough right now. Yep, oh, yep. I'm just, life is just killing me right now. Why don't we think, and it's it really has been something I've learned to do. If I have something that I'm looking forward to do, even if it's a small thing, car cam- a car camping trip, a little road trip, my daily life is going to be much more uh, even. I'm going to be more content with what I have going on. And I'm going to know that, hey, in it might be rough right now. But in said number of weeks, I'll have this opportunity to be free and be yep. back to nature or back to, it could be a city. Just, nobody said you had to do it. But anyway... Uh, that's the first part of the joy for me, Sean. I get it right at the beginning, but then of, of course, when you're actually doing it, you get mm-hmm. the joy and then you get the after effect of, and again, this the, these are like so simple. It's a road trip or it's a car camping trip. So your, your, your dollar per ounce of joy is very low. So, I mean, that makes it even better, right? You're, you're not spending a lot of money. You're getting gas. And then it's simple. So then you get to come back and you go, wow, I didn't spend like $8,000. Mm-hmm. And I get to look back and say, hey, even the stuff that was kind of rough, like maybe I broke down or maybe that something happened that wasn't so great. You made it through and you have that to look forward to next time and say, hey, I'm going to do this better. Jot it down. We write it down. We ta- You know, we we journal about our findings on the last experience.
1: Yep. Yep, we've I've had some of those lessons too. The things that you're uh need to bring a little extra oil in case you get back <laughs> from your trip and the car is a little low on oil and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Uh I've had I got stuck in uh uh Northern California one time because we ran out of oil in the car. We had to go buy more. So I <laughs> I've been there. But you're right. The the joy of leading up to it, knowing you're doing something for you, for your family, whatever it is. That is one piece of it. The next piece is once you're actually out there and you get to relax, I think is the other aspect of it. And I think the coolest part about car camping, in my opinion, is that it's so versatile in terms of if i wanted to i could drive four hours north and i could car camp on the beach out at pismo if i wanted to i could drive 12 minutes to the other side of mission trails regional park and car camp at Kumiai lake i could either travel 200 miles or i could travel six miles it's so versatile of like you know i don't really want to spend a whole lot of money on gas i'd rather spend my money on gear food whatever it is or just save my money because the economy is the economy the way it is right now, you know, I just, I can't afford this expensive campground. I'm going to go spend 25 bucks, get a nice spot out in Julian. It's 30 miles from my house and boom, I can, I can car camp in the mountains. It's, it's so versatile. You've got so many areas that you can go to. Um, it's just, it's, it's a great way to go out and camp.
0: Oh, I agree. And I like what you're where you're going again with the the monetary don't feel trapped listeners I mean uh, Sean mentioned it right at the beginning but don't go down the rabbit hole of oh I have to do this amazing trip to start just Mm -hmm. start small and set little goals and try and push it every once in a while just push it with especially if you have a significant other who maybe isn't as into it as you I think this is a pretty common thing. Like not everybody you choose to spend your life with is always on the same wavelength as you. Mm -hmm. So being patient and, you know, say maybe you're a pretty adventurous person, but your significant other isn't, there's there's a balance there. And you there are ways in which you can engage both of your uh tickle each other's fancies for lack of a better term, and and still get out there and do something. So I, I think I, I really like that, Sean. I think, you know, you don't have to go super far and it's one of those opportunities to really dial in with, with somebody or or solo what you want to do. So yeah, take an opportunity to, to seize the moment and enjoy. Another key to success for myself is actually a reliable car and this is something that I've realized. I've never actually really had terrible car experiences, but I will say this, Sean. Recently, I went car camping, and I, I drive a really small two-door coupe. It's, it's a sports car. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is kind of different than San Diego in a lot of ways. First and foremost, you can camp anywhere. So mm-hmm. off of any National Forest, you can just post up, or National Forest Road. There's a bunch of roads. And so I, some of my friends were going camping. I'm new to the area. This was last year. And I might have even mentioned this on the podcast. But I, again, my wife needed to keep her car, which is the bigger car, the the Highlander, uh, the SUV, with because she can't drive manual. And mm-hmm. my car is manual. So I had to take that with my son. And I'm just thinking, okay, this is like a five hour drive up north and I've never been there, but I'm going to go. So I go and sure enough, we go off onto this national forest road. I didn't realize that out here, it's just normal to go off the beaten path. Uh (laughs) Like, I mean, it was probably six miles of gravel road and some points we're talking like it was gravel road then you turned off into an even worse road like where Mm -hmm. there's actual ups and downs and rocks and and i'm in my acura sports car just (laughs) white actually not white (laughs) not going i was like loosey-goosey with the steering wheel because you know how when you're I was oh, kind you're of, getting of the, bounced all over the place. I was getting bounced, and I didn't want to like mess up my steering like any worse. So I was kind of letting the like if a if a rock took me, I just kind of let it take mm-hmm. me a little bit. Yep. I don't know if that's the proper technique, but I'm applying my mountain bike knowledge to I guess my <laughs> car, and I'm just letting sort of like letting the the car do what it can do. Mm-hmm. I did not get a flat, so good, good. We made it. But my son, when we turned on, like, the worst road, he's in the back just like. Ah, ah. <laughs> just like, what is going on, dad? And I'm, like, up in the front, like. Panicking. Yeah, panicking. <laughs> like, oh, my. Like, this is this is it? This is the father-son campout? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was hilarious. And um, that changed my mindset on reliable car. Because. Mm-hmm. It was stressful. And if I would have had the Highlander, which we've gone now, we've we've gone in the Toyota with it's a it's an all wheel drive, higher clearance. Uh that now mine was an adventure. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But it was stressful. When you're in <laughs> the SUV, you are not stressed. Different story. Different, you feel di- very good. And I'm sure yes.
1: you feel similar in the Subaru. Yes, I do. In the Forester, it's got semi good clearance. I mean, it's not like off-road off-road but it's it's pretty nice to handle uh probably a little bit nicer than i think your car on <laughs> those trails but with, yeah, it, with it, the slicks i with have the, the racing slicks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it is important to have a reliable car but the key here is i'm going to keep playing devil's advocate the whole episode it's just fun <laughs> uh you know you need a the key is a reliable car it doesn't have to be a fancy car Cause oh, John, yeah. you, you made your car work. Now it was, it was crazy, but did you not make it to the campground? Did you, did you we, camp and you, you we, were there?
0: We did, we made it. And I, I'll tell you this after I felt great, <laughs> even, even, even driving out. So mm-hmm. it, it was, I was only stressed <laughs> when I came in Yep, because you I sure what you were going to see. The, and I didn't know where I was going and I didn't mm-hmm. know how many different curves there were going to be in the road, but on my way back, I had it dialed in. I knew what was coming i had and i was even more confident with like kind of how to maneuver around Mm -hmm. um what speed to take so yes great point sean uh i definitely am not a fan of over over well we call it over biking in in like (laughs) the bike world but over carring i guess Mm -hmm. maybe yep over tooling i'm not a fan of over tooling for the necessary i i am a believer a firm believer sean that you can do anything in in any piece of technology that's within the last that's been made within the last
1: 20 years yeah because that's how far technology has come Mm -hmm. yep i'd agree they like my when i had a little tiny tiny manual jetta Could it handle off road as well as a Forester? Absolutely not. Did I try and do? uh, Of course I did. Of course I did. You know, it was it was a why not interesting experience similar to yours. You know, of getting just the absolute bejesus rocked out of me. But of course I did. You're you're right. I think there are there are certain nice things to have. Like on my Forester, I wanted all wheel drive and I wanted a little bit of clearance. But I didn't need something like a Forerunner or a Tundra or you know any of even a, a Ram. I didn't need crazy off-roading. I wasn't going to be going off, you know, into Moab or anything. I didn't need Wrangler, but you know, I did want a little bit of capability. So, just a reliable car that you maintain, you take care of it. it Does not to be anything crazy, but the last thing you want is to be in the middle of nowhere and something breaks or your car yeah. falls apart. Um, if that is the case, AAA will be your friend I promise you because they will pretty much come get you anywhere no matter what as long as their trucks will fit they'll come get you really wow I did not know that that's amazing uh, Kate's dad actually had an old car Uh, a guy had gone out to the middle of the desert out in um Agua Caliente area and his car broke down it was a POS like old hot rod ish car that he was tired of and kate and her dad came up on him and the guy said you know what if you can tow it it's yours and so he called AAA. they brought a truck out in the middle of the desert picked up his car and towed it for him it was they they will they will tow it if you ask them they will tow it that is if their unbelievable. trucks will fit
0: that's yeah. so cool i love AAA. Yeah. I mean they're great we we pay we pay them money so oh yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> it is so nice to have that comfort well,
0: this has been unbelievably great so far for myself listeners. I mean, I don't know I don't know what you're thinking, but I feel <laughs> great about where this is where this segment is going. Sean, let's let's keep going here. We got to dive into our our favorites when it comes to getting out there and and making it happen. What
1: what do you got in the what do you got in the trunk? yeah uh, the, it's a great segue uh <laughs> in the trunk so uh there before i guess we get started on the current favorites before i jump into mine there's two different forms of car camping you can either go car camping and you're just lugging all of your gear in your car and you're setting up a campsite in a tent or you are sleeping in your car i like having if i'm going to be in my car and i'm not taking too much gear i like having the security of being able to lock myself into a vehicle and have a safe space. Um, It just kind of makes it a little bit more freeing for me to kind of go and feel like I'm safe, kind of just pulling off anywhere when Mm. I'm even near a major highway. If I can lock my cars, I feel I feel a little bit safer, you know. So I like the idea of car camping as in your camping in your car. And so uh, when we get down to my all time favorite, I'll tell you why I literally bought my car. But the one of the things that I have uh, that actually my brother had and did his first car camping trip, and then he said it was amazing, is an air mattress for the back of your car. So on the the Forester, and my brother has the uh, Crosstrek, you can lay the seats, the back seats fully down, and they actually go completely horizontal. And Luno, we have a Luno air mattress actually sells an air mattress just specifically made to the contours of your inside of your vehicle. And so he wow. bought the one that has the, the dual setup so him and his girlfriend could go camping. Um, and he said it was amazing. It's only two inches thick. And he's like, this was great. Yes, we froze our butts off because we didn't realize how cold it was going to be out there. But it was really nice having the air mattress since that was really what made me look into uh, having some sort of good sleeping setup. Because like we've said in almost any sort of camping, if you're not getting good sleep, it's not going to be as much of a fun trip. So that's why I think top of my list of current favorite tool is the Luno air mattress. They make them for a bunch of different car models and makes. Uh, I mean, if you just go to the make have everything from Acuras to Mercury's, Mercedes-Benz, Peugeot, uh, Porsche, <laughs> Suzuki. I mean, it's wild. Um, wow. Yeah, so I'd recommend checking it out. Um, it's it's such a simple thing, just having a little air mattress, but it will it will change your back when you actually get to sleep on something not just on a blanket not only
0: listeners does it transform the back of your car it changes your back forever (laughs) this is
1: (laughs) like do you do you agree like sleep is incredibly
0: important when you're camping right like it's so important i agree and i love i mean i'm so i so one thing i will say and i'm i'm gonna play devil's advocate here is i have been kind of really getting into making myself a good sleeper in the wilderness Mm. because that for me has taken time and effort when i first started doing it i was terrible at it Mm -hmm. now i'm i'm i i get some of the best sleep i've ever had on my two inch sleeping pad in my sleeping bag and -hmm. i think it's just because the joy i find and then little tips like i use earplugs um if i'm not feeling like i'm getting a good night's sleep or like i'm on my way to like not Having a restless night, I throw those earplugs in. That usually gets me. But then night two or three, like I'm dialed. Talking, talking about that nature, nature. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that book? The nature. The nature fix. The nature fix. I'm getting fixed up, man. <laughs> I'm, and slowly I'm getting better and better at just like tuning it in right away. Just like I'm, I'm out. And that's hard to do. No, but I will say, I did not know about Luno. And I think it's an absolutely I'm intrigued. And I'm sure there's probably listeners that maybe are in my camp or in yours. I would say we we need to experience the both sides because I could mm-hmm. totally see that being an amazing option in certain circumstances. Yep. And having more options, like you said, this this whole segment is is really it's so tailorable. It's so customizable. You can pick your and what works for you and and we want you to do that so yeah luno give it a go i shoot i i'm i bet you they have one for my acura i'm gonna have no, to i real, <laughs> I'm gonna they, have to they just might I, let, let's let's find out right now nope they don't all right nope. never oh, mind okay. luno okay. too too small
1: <laughs> but i think that the the key here is that like one person's favorite tool might be someone else's like i don't need that like if you that's right already have a tent and you want to just sleep in a tent like let's say you're a backpacker you are like yeah i already have a tent set up i really like i know how to use it it works for me you can still modify that to car camping at that point what the car becomes is your ability to bring more stuff with you things you wouldn't normally get to bring with you when you go backpacking or whatever better ways to cook like there's so many ways that which car can you can still camp you can still sleep in a tent but you can bring more with you. And I think, John, yours, one of your current favorites is something that you normally can't bring with you when you're camping, right? When you're backpacking at least.
0: Yes. Yes. So I uh, I actually have two. And and to Sean's point here, this is these are things that I had to really look into getting because I started having a family. So when once I had kids and a wife that I wanted to have with me. I had to up the ante. I had to get a little bit more bougie because, and Sean mentioned at the very beginning, you can go as bare bones as you want in the beginning, and that's just what I did. Everything I had for backpacking just came with me when I went car camping, and it wasn't much. I mean, (laughs) I definitely did not have a very luxurious setup. Now, uh, having kids and having a wife that I want to make feel more comfortable, I have two things that I... I recommend and that I've used um one is pretty easily reachable and then the other one is it's just it's very much a my wife wanted to have something to stay clean or cleaner and and so I had to let's let's make this happen but I it's so funny because I had it the item for at least three or four years I had never used it and then I finally, uh, pulled the it was a gift believe it or not so I okay. it was the typical gift situation I, I never used it because I was like oh I don't really need to use this yet and and then once once I once it became necessary it was like yes I love this so my first thing is this Selkirk GSI dual burning camp stove so it's a two burner I got there's two versions of this camp stove there's the 460 and the 540. And that just has to do with the, um, size of the, uh, I think it's in millimeters. They convert it, but the size of the overall, how, what pans you can fit on the burner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I got the smaller one because I still wanted to save a little bit of money and I figured, uh, I'm not going to be cooking for a ton of people. So this is still a two burner stove. And it puts out fourteen thousand BTUs, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're gonna be able to boil water like nothing. And then I, you know, I bring, of course, got a, the honorable mention that the cast iron to throw on top there and uh, get get the grub going. Um, but yeah, this has been great for the for the family for the kids. You know, we'll we'll bring out our little two things. Uh, we'll bring the cast iron, then we'll bring our, our pot for boiling water. Mm-hmm. so it's like a little tea kettle and they fit perfectly on this size burner so that was the one thing i was going to check i did get it from rei just in case i wasn't happy so far so good we've used it um i've done three trips with it great uh windscreen haven't had any problems with you know the the burner blowing out again you're <laughs> They puts out a lot of heat so mm-hmm. it'd be really hard for this thing to uh now there have been some complaints, I guess, people saying it's too hot, so it burns stuff pretty easily. But you know, Sean, us being culinary uh, students, we understand how the heat, how the heat. Yes, goes.
1: I I think the cast iron also helps a lot. I I don't I, think I, I was gonna say the same thing because it really helps prevent hot spots because basically, I mean, yeah, for a second it might be a really hot spot, but it does such a good job of bringing that heat to the whole pan the whole I just, used my, I just used mine this morning and almost burned the bejesus out of myself because uh touching the handle i mean like it transfers heat so well <laughs> throughout yes, the does. whole pan yeah i i remember uh going back to when i used to camp car camp when i was a kid i mean my parents had it's the same one that i still use that it's a dual burner camp stuff i don't even remember the brand it's <laughs> worn off like it's a. it's 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 been in the garage we've had it for a while but I remember going and we'd load the van, we'd go out to our Caliente and we'd set up and that was what we used to cook for days. We I mean we use the bonfire a little bit too for, you know, maybe roasting weenies and some some marshmallows, <laughs> but you know, the majority of it was done with the dual burner camp stove. Uh I, I also really like having one of those. Um, I think it's a very useful tool. And the benefit of car camping is you can you can bring it. Like we said, it's something that you normally don't get to have, but you can bring with you. It's
0: so great, and it's extremely convenient. My second thing, Sean, that I wanted to dive into is this rinse kit. So this this is one of those. There's a number of versions. Uh, I just have the standard. It's just called rinse kit, and I can link it down below. I'm pretty sure it's – yeah, I, I did look it up. It's a little pricey. Um, I think they have a pro version now, which is like 300 bucks. Mine's just the standard – Rinse kit so I don't know what that, I, I really haven't looked into all the Different details regarding this But um, It's very convenient so it holds about Three and a half to four and a half gallons depending on which Version you pick and the cool part Of it was for the ladies for The girls at, you know My wife wanted to be able to wash her hands or rinse Off some stuff mm-hmm. um, You know hands off kids just Get dirty it was great It really was and again I've never Even thought about this angle I've never been like, you know what? I need to wash my hands that, you know how it is in the outback. You don't, <laughs> you, you just, I, you have a dude wipe or something uh-huh, yep, yep. call it, call it a day or maybe some hand sanitizer, but I will say it made the trip a lot better, a lot more. The, the girls felt much better. Um, so that's a win in my book. And right now, current favorite for sure. I mean, between those two, it really made the camping experience for the family, much better and Mm -hmm. when the family's happy daddy's happy right here let's go (laughs) listeners
1: come on absolutely (laughs) i mean it is it is a pretty underrated thing to have some sort of rinse kit either whether it's something you might use to like rinse or shower off with or you're gonna use just to rinse your hands or utensils um if you know it's if you're gonna be cooking a lot maybe you don't have cast iron maybe you do have pots and pans to clean it is nice to have a little bit of water um, especially if the campground, if whether you're staying in the campground that's potable water or not, or you're just staying off on a trail, um, you know, having that can be really nice. Um I remember when I went up to Washington, I think it was the first time I, I had I'd gone a full I think five days without showering in years. Wow. Like I'm a guy that I have to shower every day when I'm at home, but I went out there, it was five days, disappeared, and I was like, Oh man, I I don't even feel like I need to shower. I don't even feel that dirty. Uh my brother was funny when he stages pigment from the airport. And I said I hadn't showered in five days. He's like, "We're driving with the windows down." <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. But Yeah, there, there. No, are certain Sean, things. you that smell <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that can uh, be nice little things you can do in your car camping. One of those for me, I do take this when I go backpacking, but it's easier to take with a car. And there's actually a part of it that I'm, I really want to get for my car. That's I have a and. I know you, so John, we have the same thing. I have an, Eno double nest hammock. Uh, I bought it. Oh God. I don't even know. Eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, and I really, really enjoy sitting in a hammock. I've never camped. I know we talked about that last time. I've never actually slept overnight in a hammock. I've just done, you know, relaxing for a while, grab a book, whatever. But I really like having a hammock with me when I go out. Um, it's the best. (laughs) the hilarious story the first time I bought it I went to my local neighborhood because I really wanted to just use it and I was in the middle of San Diego I'm like where am I going to find a place to just set up a hammock found my local neighborhood at a park that had two trees that were like perfectly at the right distance I set up my hammock I crawled inside of it flipped off the backside slammed body slammed (laughs) off the ground because I hadn't been in one in a while and i forgot how <laughs> careful you have to be to get in it so i'm here with a book in the middle of this public park with people walking in dogs kids playing in the playground now I have a grown man just four feet face plant into the grass uh oh. i felt so dumb but i also like couldn't do anything but laugh because yeah. you know it was just one like, of those so ridiculous that this happened but um yeah i did learn recently this is something that I want to get for my car. Did you know that you can actually get a hammock stand that fits into the trailer hitch on your car? I I, I did not. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So, if you're ever like you want to camp, but maybe you're, we you want to go to the middle of the desert, there are no trees. You can actually get this thing that slides, like I have a two inch receiver on my Subaru. You can slide in, in, and it's actually just a full sling that will hold your hammock and support you. And you can wow. sit in the back of your your car and actually sleep in a hammock if you wanted to. Oh no, that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, the two things I need to upgrade the car to get the the receiver because I don't <laughs> yes. have that. But no, that is great because sometimes you don't have the you never have trees when you really want to sleep in a hammock or or I typically do the resting technique. Man, mm-hmm. there is nothing like, and I'll tell you. When it's hot out here, I last year I got to do a beer, beer to hammock reading session right into a nap, and what? it was the best cool breeze right underneath. Oh man, it was. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It that was so to good. to be one
1: one of the greatest naps you've ever had. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. The kids were like
0: sleeping in the tent. My my wife, I remember distinctly. She said, "So what do we do now?" And I said, nothing. And I went over. (laughs) I had my beer in hand. And I went over and sat down in the hammock, just read for a little bit and just felt it coming. You know when you just get that reading? (laughs) I just felt it coming on. I just totally embraced the nap. And it was, oh, it was Mm -hmm. so good. Oh, man. I got to the hammock first. Sorry, babe.
1: (laughs) You're on your own.
0: (laughs) What do we do now?
1: (laughs) We don't have that. You sometimes do
0: have that experience (laughs) listeners. That's um, if you're not used to not having anything to do, it can be weird, but hammock is there for you. Don't you fret. (laughs) Nope. It'll always be there. It'll be there to hold you like a hug. (laughs) Oh man. Well, good luck on your, uh, your potential buying process there. So we do, we also have a couple other things we needed. We well, no, we don't need to, we've got some things that we want to talk through that we have on the list. That would make our car camping trips just slightly better. We'll Mm -hmm. say slightly. I mean, again, this is amazing to do, but there's something that I have on my list that would make it slightly better. And listeners, I don't don't think it'll surprise you to hear that I just want a bicycle roof rack or some way to get my bicycle out with me. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that can make my trip Slightly better would be having my family, but having my bike with me.
1: Yeah. So
0: currently, I'm trying to figure out what, uh, how I need to do it because I don't know. This is something I'm having to dive into like brand new. Um, apparently, so you can do like the, the, like you said, they get the tow hitch package and then you mm-hmm. can put the back on, but those are like $800. Yeah. So they're not cheap.
1: No, I can do it
0: too. It, it, if you, if you get hit in the back, your bike is done. So that's the other thing I don't like about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, how do I? We have these roof racks on the Highlander. Why don't I just get a roof rack?" So I'm looking at this. They have these Rocky Mount uh, roof racks, and they're—I mean, they're—I'll put a link in the in the show notes, listeners. It's it's really not bad. I mean, it's like for the for the uh, most expensive one, it's like two fifty. And they they're they're as cheap as one fifty. So anyway, I'm I'm like going, this is probably the the way to go. That's not mm-hmm. too bad. That's not breaking the bank necessarily. I mean it's it's expensive. I'll save up. And uh, you know, maybe we'll get it. But I haven't pulled the trigger yet, Sean. I want to make sure that the mount
1: I I feel like there's some catch here. Oh yeah, right? oh I I know that suspicion. I feel it. Uh I've absolutely been there um when i was actually considering getting a tow hitch bike mount and i kept trying to find like something that was going to be wrong with it the only thing i found is it was just expensive so (laughs) so i did, (laughs) did didn't do it but but yeah their rooftop bike rack i think would be really key for you i remember as a kid and this is also important If as your kids get older, and I say this because when I remember looking back on my car camping as a kid, uh, going out to the desert, we because we had a huge van, we were able to fit our my and my brother's bikes in the back of the van, and I remember my parents just saying, "See ya, go have fun." My brother and I just getting on the bikes and just going down the campground, riding in the next neighborhood, the next town, like just, just on to. Kids' mountain bikes, mountain in quotations, but kids' mountain bikes, you know, just riding around the desert. Um like those are some memories I look back on with fondness. I mean, oh. it's just getting to go free in the middle of nowhere, uh, riding a bike. I I remember those times. So it could be even something like you get a roof rack, rooftop bike rack now. And then as your kids get older, too, giving them that freedom of flexibility, being able to just hop on a bike when you're camping is something that I bet they will enjoy.
0: Oh, yeah. And so we're already we got them balanced bikes for Christmas. And so now they're they're diving into that world. So those you can just throw in the trunk. But my bikes don't get that luxury anymore because we have other stuff that's got to go in there. So, yeah, it's I think having the full family engaged, it's just going to mm-hmm. be. But I, I want to try and utilize the roof rack. We already have the rack there. I don't have to get yep. something else. So that's why I'm, I'm diving into this, this world. Hopefully, if you have any tips, listeners, uh, if, if you already have one of these Rocky mounts on your car, let me know. Does it fit with the standard Toyota uh, roof rack? I don't know. Send us a
1: line. Would really appreciate it. Sean, do you got any things on your list? Yeah, also rooftop rack, oh! actually, because um, I you know I have a rooftop rack for my Subaru, um, something that I really want. I'm just not ready to pull the trigger because of the high price, but that's why it's on my want list. I'm really trying to save for it, narrow it down, figure out which one I want. I really, really, really want a rooftop tent. Um, that way it gives me the ability to actually use the car as storage, be able to take more with me, but get a rooftop tent. I'll admit I found an incredibly enticing video on Instagram where a guy sets up his rooftop tent in the rain and he gets out there and it's, you know, it's a uh, ASMR where you're listening to the microphone, listen to the rain, he's setting up his tent. And it's, you know, he climbs into it. There's rain coming down on the top of the tent. So you can hear it pitter patter. And then he sets up, you know, some like rope lights in there and he pulls out his laptop and he's got a movie on there. And like just the thought of going into the middle of nowhere, setting up rooftop tent, just climb into it and just sit in there. Sounds so romantic and enticing to me that I really, really want to invest in a rooftop tent. The downside is they're. Between like two <laughs> and four thousand dollars. So they're not it's not a small thing. But again, it's not something I need. This is absolutely just something I want to bring it to the next level. Um yeah, so so I, what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, are you are you in the point
0: of putting money away thinking of how the process of acquiring or is it like in a in a couple years I would like to have this type of thing
1: most likely in a couple of years it's the thing that I'm doing most spending most of my time researching right now so looking at comparing lists talking to people who've had them or slept in them watching YouTube videos like kind of not putting dollars aside but kind of starting to start in my brain of I'm gonna start setting money aside for this or at least sectioning off a portion of the savings account, you know, to be kind of building towards this, um, because I do really want it. And I do think it would give me more access to different areas because the benefit of this is you don't have to be at a campground. You can just be somewhere, you know, public land, BLM that you can just go and set up, um, which California does have, um, but just the the flexibility that it provides to be able to just actually store everything in your car and be able to take more with you it would also be really helpful i want to do more than just a car camping trip i would really like to be able to say you know what friday afternoon i get off work i'm just going to hop in the car and we're going to drive to yosemite and we're going to car camp i don't need to worry about Uh, scrambling to find, I mean, somebody to be kind of hard, but like any of the other national parks, like finding somewhere to, to go to a campground or whatever, I can just say I'm just gonna pull over, set up a rooftop tent and I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, I just think the freedom and flexibility that that would give me would be so amazing rather than having to find somewhere on the ground to set up a tent and, and find a place to sit. Like this is all I need is somewhere to park my car. That's relatively level. And I can have somewhere to sleep. So, rooftop tents in my current want list. That is great.
0: Well, I I wish you luck on the the process of acquiring said tent. They are very cool, and hopefully, when you pull the trigger, uh, when I'm saying when, yeah, uh, we can we can go out and enjoy. I'll still be on the ground, but I'll be able to come up and check check your digs out because that sounds pretty sweet. So let's finish it off, Sean, with our all time favorite car camping tools uh before we before we close it out so what do you what do you enjoy in your current setup
1: that you just couldn't go without i it's gonna sound kind of funny to some people but it's actually the reason i bought my exact car not necessarily forester but my exact model that i have sitting on the street outside my house right now there is when I think of things that will make me happy, one of those things is being able to either be sleeping in the back of my car or in my driver's seat with the seat leaned back, staring straight up at the stars. Wow! There is something so, I I can't even describe to you or the viewers how much that means to me to be able to just lean back and look at the stars and so that was actually the reason i bought my car because it came with a panoramic moonroof so i have the ability to just push a button and half the roof of my car disappears and i can't tell you how many times i've sat there and just leaned my seat back opened it up and stared at the stars or it's raining and i lean back i open it up but i leave the glass closed i just move the shade and then you have the rain, you're watching the rain hit the window on top of your car and roll off. It's a very Oof. uh mesmerizing thing. So but yeah, I is it like I, a three-quarter moonroof? It's about a half-ish. Um, the way that they did it is actually really, really nice on the Forester because it basically covers everything you can see from the driver's seat. So it's not like a full roof, like, you know, some of the newer cars. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's decent enough that I could, I could easily climb out the whole thing if I really wanted to. Um, it's really fun when we got the dog and we're driving on the freeway, maybe the moonroof open, because she likes to stick her head out through the roof of the car into the air. It's hilarious when we're driving, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy my car without my moonroof, it is my number one thing that i love having and i will forever moving forward now now that i've really had one that is as big as it is i don't think i'm gonna ever have a car that doesn't have that capability that's great
0: i mean i i didn't realize uh I, i i really enjoy the imagery you're putting out there because i i've just never thought of it like that uh i've had moonroofs i think they're great i like opening the moonroof on a nice night drive but i've never had the ability to i guess look out and up which again is is my favorite part of being in the wilderness so Mm -hmm. putting these two together is is really awesome so i'm glad you're you're bringing this up i think that's a great way to end out the episode and um yeah, I, I hope that listeners can also enjoy some of that. Yeah, at least get the some of the passion that you have for looking up at night because that's one of my biggest things. Is we gotta look up, and my dad told me, I don't know, we were talking maybe five years ago, and he was saying, I think the the biggest problem with our with your generation, John, is nobody looks up, mm-hmm. and I was it just stuck with me, um, and so I've been really. Ever since then, looking up, and when I'm when I'm doing really anything, I'll decide to look up, and it's, it's coming up when the moon's gonna be getting full again. Right now, it's a new waning; moon it's yep. gonna be a new moon, um, and then it'll be waxing up to full again. So that's man. When it I, during the time when it's full or getting to be full, and I think it'll actually be full when I'm in Sedona mm. this next. This next week, so I'm really looking forward to having that uh, because, ooh, man, full moon, wonderful. My uh, my favorite all-time accessory when it comes to car camping and really any camping is a great hatchet and a knife. So if I'm car camping, I actually bring my chef's knife, my eight-inch uh, chef's knife. Actually, it might even be a ten-inch. It's somewhere between eight and ten inches, listeners, and uh, that really. It's important for not only for protection, but just it's it really gets the job done. I only need one. That's like going to be my slogan. Gets mm-hmm. the job done, only need one. Mhm. Hatchet is actually oh man, I'm going to I'm going to forget the brand of hatchet. But it's let's see. Oh man, I I can't believe I'm it's it's such a good it's like the number one Fiskars, the Fiskars mm, yep. X7. You can get it on Amazon. My goodness, that hatchet is unbelievable. It's it's all about the technology they've employed. Uh, I it's a great. I I never had a good hatchet before, and then I got a good one, mm-hmm. and I'm never going back. Sean, uh, cutting through wood, cutting through anything. I mean, it's just it's all about that point. How how small they can get the leading edge and um or how thin i should say i guess and and then physics does the rest that wood is standing no chance Mm -hmm. so anyway uh those are my two favorites all time take them or leave them probably at least take one listeners um (laughs) i don't i usually only take a pocket knife if i'm if i'm going actual backpacking so these are these are my car camping i go bigger Got to be more prepared. Never know what you might see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There could be a Sasquatch or Sean <laughs> running around in his underwear. I have to protect myself or something. You never know. You never know. <laughs> He's he got all jazz from looking out of his sunroom <laughs> and his sunroof room. <laughs> oh man. Well, Sean, thanks so much for spending the time tonight. As always, listeners, thanks for taking the time to listen tonight. Make sure to give us a five-star review ring that bell wherever you may be digesting this content and again look for our, our newest episodes that come out every friday it's 6 a.m sharp so be on the lookout for the how-to hobby podcast new episode every single week and we really hope you've enjoyed again this content tonight we've been going through our tools and we're just going to see where the rest of the year takes us. I mean, it's already – we're off to a rip roaring and start episode 51. Here we go. You know where to catch us, listeners, at the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard. And if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.